welcome to my first podcast. This is an entirely new experience for me, so I have no idea how exactly it's going to go, uh, nor even of some of the technology that I need to use to make something uh, audible and credible, but uh, we'll give it a go and we'll see where we get to, and hopefully we'll get a bit more polished as I go along. talk about a paper which has just come out in Nature, entitled Decoding the Contents and Strength of Imagery Before Volitional Engagement. That's by Robert Koeninger-Robert and Joel Pearson. Okay, I'll get straight to the point. This is an important paper, albeit one hiding behind the most reticent and least illuminating title imaginable. So let me translate that for you. In simple terms, the scientists asked people to imagine one of two images. The choice was theirs. And when they'd chosen, they immediately pressed a button. Meanwhile, the scientists looked at their brain activity. And to cut a long story short, the patterns of brain activity predicted what the choices should be. And these patterns occurred before the subject made their conscious decision. In some cases, up to 11 seconds beforehand. In other words, the scientists knew what the decision was by the subject before they took that decision. So, what does that mean? Well, firstly, it means that it's possible, without being sensationist, to read the thoughts of the subject, albeit within a limited range, say the choice of red or green objects, but I'm sure it won't be long before this limited capability becomes a more extensive facility. If you think about it, CCTV recording already knows where we are, So functional MRI can now tell us what we're thinking. More to the point, it can tell us what we're thinking before we can. Secondly, it suggests that conscious decision-making is an illusion. The brain makes the decision and it conveys this to the mind. The brain essentially allows the mind to continue to believe that it, the mind, makes the decisions. Whereas in actual fact, the opposite is true. In other words, consciousness is a narrative rather than an executive function. It reports in the first person what it has received in the third person from the brain. Put simply, the mind is simply the way the brain presents itself to the outside world. Most of our legal system is, of course, based on personal responsibility. In other words, we're responsible for our decisions. Now, that's all well and good if we, and by we I mean our minds are actually making those decisions. But if we're simply the product of an internal decision-making system, where does that leave us? How can one be culpable if one isn't responsible, for instance? And if the brain is taking the decisions based on its own agenda, how can we blame the mind, acting as a go-between? Of course, it's not just legal issues that are important and relevant. If you take away the notion that the mind decides, you instantly take away free will. And of course, most religion is based on the notion of good and evil and a succession of choices between those two poles. If we have no free will, we're essentially innocent of our choices and their consequences. In Catholic terms, we're free of original sin. Sounds good? Well, not really. Take away free will and accountability and you lose track of the notion of karma. No free will, no karma. In other words, the baddies go unpunished. I, I could go on. Of course, those of a religious persuasion would argue that whatever the data, the Almighty would almost certainly have the wherewithal to cover its tracks, and it's certainly not my place here, or or intention for that matter, to offer an opinion. 
The authors of the paper themselves couch their findings in terms of post-traumatic stress disorder and the way in which images often filter all the way up from the subconscious to the conscious. And they generally brush aside the notion of volition in their concluding remarks. Not so much as a dismissal on its own, but more as a recognition that they've opened up a pretty big can of worms. Food for thought? Well, you'd have to ask the brain, I guess. I think that's pretty much all I want to say in my first podcast. If you want, you can check out my website www.johnstamford.com or you can send me email at j underscore a underscore stamford at yahoo.co.uk I can't guarantee I'll answer much of it. It depends how much I receive, I guess, but uh, you never know. Um, until the next time, um, this is me signing off and I hope you've enjoyed uh, what I've said and uh, it's provided stimulus for a uh, thought over and out mm-hmm.